friends, welcome to Log On at 11, Spurgeon Baptist Church's online presence during our current COVID season. Um, soon, friends, maybe, <laughs> we'll be able to see one another face to face, but for now, uh, we're still using the screen. Uh, as usual, uh, we're going to follow our little liturgy just to hold our worship together. If you've got a print copy in front of you, everything in bold type is what we say together. Everything in light type I'll say on my own. Uh, if you're following on the screen, everything in yellow type is what we say together. So let's begin. In the beginning, before time, before people, before the world began, God was. Here and now, among us, beside us, enlisting the people of the earth for the purposes of heaven, God is. In the future, when we will have turned to dust and all we know has found its fulfilment, God will be. Let us pray. Loving God, you are faithful, just and forgiving. Help us now to grasp the greatness of your love. Where we have failed to love and loved to hurt, forgive us and heal us. Where we have scorned difference and have been indifferent to those in need, forgive us and heal us. Where we have spoken harsh words to others and have been quick to take offence ourselves, forgive us and heal us. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Hi church family, wonderful to see you again. We hope you're all well. Um, Myself and Katie and Eva were very fortunate recently. We uh, got to go on a family holiday. We went to Wales for May half term um, and it was a wonderful time. Uh, we were really lucky with the weather um, and uh, it was absolutely gorgeous the whole time we were there. We got to go to the zoo and the aquarium and we saw some castles and some beautiful gardens. Uh, and whilst we were there, uh, we were able to go to the beach, we were able to go for a few countryside walks, um, and in North Wales they have some beautiful landscapes uh, and these gorgeous green hills um, and these, these lovely kind of um, gardens uh, and some beautiful sandy beaches. Um, and it got me thinking around how, well firstly how fortunate we are to have such a gorgeous part of the world right on our doorstep in Wales, um, but also um, uh, the responsibility that, that we have within that. Um, we're so lucky that God has graced us with this green and pleasant land, um, yet with that also comes some responsibility around uh, catering for that and looking after that. Um, and I was reading Genesis and uh, it was really interesting to see that right at the beginning of the Bible, um, it's actually the, the second chapter of Genesis, um, it states that the Lord God put the man in the Garden of Eden to take care of it and look after it. Um, man is placed on earth to cater to the world. 
man is placed here to look after the land that the Lord has provided. Right at the start of the Bible, right at the start of what we read, why are we here to look after what God has given us? Um, and it's just really important to remind ourselves of that um, and, and really important to think about, do we do that enough? You know, we are so blessed with the beauty of the world, with this gorgeous nature that God has granted us and gifted us. Um, and we need to honour that and, and we need to look after it as, as we're called to do. Um, right at the start of the Bible, God calls us to look after this world, to look after the land that we live in. Um, and do we do that? Um, I certainly hope so. Um, I think another way of looking at it um, is uh, Psalm 24. Psalm 24 is really interesting. I'm reading from the, the New Living Translation here, um, right at the start of Psalm 24, just verses 1 and 2. The earth, is, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him, for he laid the earth's foundations on the seas and built it on the ocean depths. Um, verse 1, the world and all its people belong to him. Um, so we belong to the Lord, but also um, the earth is the Lord's. And everything in it. Um, this gorgeous world that we live in, this beautiful planet, doesn't belong to us. It is the Lord's. The Lord created it. The Lord has authority over it. Um, it does not belong to us. It is God's. We're simply borrowing it. We're simply living in it. Um, the way I like to view it is that the world is the Lord's prized possession. Um, and we have been given this wonderful opportunity and responsibility to honour that and look after that. Um, in the same way uh, a close friend uh, offers you a prized possession and you are uh, entitled with the responsibility of looking after that prized possession, you want to make sure you do everything you can to not drop it, to not break it. You, know, you want to honour your friend and say, of course, I will look after this prized possession of yours and treat it with care and respect and love and hand it back to you just as you handed it back to me in this perfect condition. Um, it's the same with the planet that we live in. It's the same with this beautiful landscape that we have on our doorstep. It's not ours. It belongs to the Lord. And we have been given this opportunity and this responsibility to look after it. Um, and we're called as Christians to do that. It, not only is that better for the planet, but we're called as part of our faith um, to be able to honour the land, respect the land, look after the land. It's also a way we can honour God. Um, and we're called to do that as Christians. Um, and how do we do that? Practically, it should be a really important part of our lives. Um, to be able to honour the beauty that we see, we need to protect it uh, and um, keep it intact. And, and how do we do that as Christians? Um, practically, what are the ways we can do that? You know, being green um, is uh, something that's really present in people's minds at the moment in culture, which is a fantastic thing. And I hope that it's present in your minds as well. Um, and there are some really practical, easy things that we can do to ensure that we're supporting that environment. You know, reusable cups, recycling, buying um, you know uh, materials um, and buying recycled materials for things. Um, um, my wife Katie's really, really good uh, being able. Um, to, to look into all that kind of stuff and uh, we have a lot of um, 
glasses and cups that we use that are recycled from other things. We use a lot of notebooks that are recycled from old um, car tyres. Um, we have a lot of like kind of birthday cards that are made with from manure and all this kind of stuff. And um, sure, it comes at a slightly higher cost. Um, but I genuinely believe that that's a small price to pay to know that we're doing as much as we can um, to to protect the environment and to honour it. You know, we, we car share as much as we can um, and all those kind of things. So please, please, please um, spend this week doing two things, church family. Um, the first is to take the time to appreciate the beauty of the planet around us. Um, we had a really fortunate position to be in that we were away in Wales for a few days over May half term and it was so lovely to do nothing but appreciate the beauty of the land that we have and please spend some time this week in doing that and reflecting upon that and the second is please 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 spend some time thinking about what do I do to honour the place that I live what do I do to protect the place that I live because in doing that, we're also honouring God. Um, please have a think about those two things uh, um, and let me know how you get on this week. That would be absolutely lovely. Um, but before I say goodbye, let's just pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the beauty of the world. Thank you that you give us the opportunities and the time to just sit back and be. To just enjoy the beauty around us. Lord, help us understand how we can protect the land that we live in. Help us to think of the practical ways we can do more to ensure we look after our world. Lord, help us to remember that this land is not ours. It belongs to you. May we treasure it. May we look after it as we would a true friend's prized possession. Lord, be with us this week as we appreciate the beauty around us and as we help each other Think about practical ways to protect the land that we live in. It is all for your glory. Amen. Friends, it's been wonderful to spend some time with you. Um, I hope that something I've, I've said has seeped in and you can have a think about uh, what you're up to this week to appreciate this beautiful world that we live in. We'll see you again soon. Lots of love. Take care. Bye. A reading from Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 to 48. Yeah, I've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But now I tell you, do not take revenge on someone who wrongs you. When anyone slaps you on the right cheek, let him have your left cheek too. And if someone takes you to court to sue you for your shirt, let him have your coat as well. And if one of the occupation troops forces you to carry his back one meter, kilometer, carry it two kilometers. When someone asks you for something, give it to him. When someone wants to borrow something, lend it to him. 
You've heard that it's you've heard that it was said, love your friends, hate your enemies. But now I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may become the children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun to shine on bad and good people alike, and gives rain to those who do good and to those who do evil. Why should God reward you if you only love the people who love you? Even the tax collectors do that. And if you speak to only your friends. God has a name. Uh, second in our series, uh, last week we thought about Yahweh, uh, often translated uh, from the Old Testament Hebrew into English as the Lord or Lord. Um, but we were remembering last week, we were learning last week that Yahweh <coughs> is uh, us saying, <coughs> excuse me, God is, he is. Assure, assure, assure I am who I am. Uh, assure is God saying I am, Yahweh, your were, is us saying he is. So he is, he is. Um compassionate and gracious. Those are the first two uh, self-identifiers from God in this list of characteristics that he gives to Moses uh, in Exodus. Uh, and that's important. We'll come to that in a minute. But the um, I'll just quote Comer directly from his book, God as Father and Mother, and his baseline emotion towards you is mercy. That, I think, is really, really good, <laughs> really helpful. What is God like? Compassionate and gracious. Uh, the Greek words rahum, uh, way hanun. Compassionate and gracious. Rahum, way hanun. Uh, compassion, the the. Greek, um, sorry, the Greek, the Hebrew word um, rahum sometimes gets translated uh, merciful, and it has the same root as the Hebrew word for womb. So to really get this properly, you need to have that sense of a mother's care and concern for her child, uh, and think about what a mother would do to protect her child. Um, it, it is a very strong word, in fact, in the Old Testament Hebrew. Uh, and we, if we reflect on the story of Solomon's judgment, you recall there were two women who were arguing about a baby, both claiming the child as their own, and they bring their petition to the king, to Solomon. Uh, how on earth are you going to sort this out? Well, what Solomon says is, uh, fetch a sword, cut the child in half, and give the two women half of the child each. And one of the women says, no, my lord, please don't do that. Give the boy to her. And Solomon says, give the child to the woman who is ready to give him up because that's the child's mother. She was willing even to 
let go of him in order to see him survive and thrive. Uh, and, you know, it's that sense of how a parent feels about a child and what a parent will do to protect a child. It is that sort of feeling, rahun, ra, sorry, rahun, uh, compassion, feeling. It's a feeling word. Um, I didn't understand this properly until I had children of my own, I don't think. Um, it's interesting how God will use your own situation very often to inform you about um, biblical principle. Uh, and my own dealings with my two boys down through the years have taught me a great deal about God and about how God responds and reacts to us when we come to him. Uh, in whatever way, actually. Uh, and if we get hold of the fact that God is the real deal and, you know, his baseline emotion towards us is to be merciful, to be compassionate and gracious, uh, well, that certainly uh, is my experience of how I've dealt with my own children over the years. And this is how God deals with me. You know, Jesus says, you know, which of you, if your child asks for a loaf of bread, will give him a stone. Um, how much more will Father in heaven give good gifts to you, O oh, you of little faith? Um, talking about the coming of the Spirit as much as anything. Um, so Rahum, uh, compassionate, which is a feeling word, and Hanun, gracious, this is an active word, and this means, Hanun means to show grace, to show favour, um, very often undeserved favour. Um, helping someone practically, and it's about protection and about rescue. And these two words are linked in God's self-revelation. And as we were saying earlier, <clears throat> they are the first in the list. And that is very important. Whenever you come to a list uh, in the Old Testament, particularly if it's a list concerning character, look at the ordering. The ordering of the list in Old Testament Hebrew is very important because the things that are first, these are the most important characteristics about the person being described. In this case, God himself. Um, and as we've already said, <clears throat> Coma reminds us that God's baseline emotion towards us is mercy. And this is God's approach to all human beings all the time, even the ones that we don't get on with, even the ones that we don't like. And this can be really irritating for us. Uh, but it is God's activity. This is, this is God's character. And it is how he responds and reacts to all human beings all the time. A good Old Testament example of this is the story of Jonah. You will recall um, Jonah is a, a reluctant prophet. God calls him and wants him to go to the great city of Nineveh to proclaim God's judgment on the city. And that's, that's all he has to do. Now, living at this time, at this distance, uh, 
physically, uh, temporally, we don't grasp quite the significance of this. Um, Nineveh was a key city in the Assyrian Empire, and it was famed for its cruelty. The whole empire was famed for its cruelty, and Nineveh especially. Um, the kings uh, of the Assyrian Empire were just atrocious in the way that they operated. Um, one king says, you know, of, of his enemies, I slaughtered them and I piled their heads up uh, in front of the city gate. Another talks about a defeated king. Uh, I flayed him, I took his skin and I pinned it uh, to the walls of the city. I mean, these are not people that you want to go to. So it's not surprising that Jonah decides he will go in the opposite direction. He won't go to Nineveh. He'll go to Tarshish uh, and he runs away. But by various means, you'll be aware, God gets him where he wants him. And then reluctantly, he starts to walk from the outskirts of the city of Nineveh towards the centre. And he just proclaims that message of God's judgment on the city. You know, a few more days and it's the end for you. God is going to judge you and you will all die. Uh, the message that Jonah is proclaiming comes to the ears of the king. Uh, and he calls a day of uh, confession and repentance, a day of mourning, in fact. Uh, and he sits in the dirt and covers his head with ashes and rips his clothing. Uh, and he calls the whole city to repentance. And God sees this. And so he relents from bringing judgment. And we talked about that last week, didn't we? We noted that Hebrew word, naham. That's the word that is used for God relenting and not bringing judgment. And Jonah, you would think Jonah would be thrilled, wouldn't you? Because he's been effective. He's brought this message of God's judgment on the city. Uh, and the people have repented and they've turned away from their wicked ways. You would expect Jonah to be thrilled, but he's not. Jonah's very angry. And he actually quotes Exodus 34 uh, to God. I knew you would do this. I knew you were, you know, slow to anger, gracious, compassionate, etc., etc., etc. And that's just typical of you. Why? 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 These aren't good people. These are not nice people. These are not our people. But God operates on the basis of his character all the time. Um, it is really interesting to think about this. Uh, Jesus, God in the flesh, demonstrates mercy all the time, doesn't he? When you look at him, when you read the Gospels, you will see that thread running through his life. It doesn't matter which Gospel writer you read. Jesus, God in the flesh, demonstrates mercy all the time. A couple of examples from Luke's uh, gospel. Chapter 17, there are 10 lepers uh, that come and they say, Jesus, have mercy on us. And he does. And he heals them all. Only one comes back to say thank you. But he heals them all. Blind Bartimaeus, uh, sitting by the roadside. Jesus, walking along the road, uh, surrounded by lots of people. And Bartimaeus just calling out 
Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus interrupting what he's doing uh, and saying, bring him to me. What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see. And he heals him. And his mercy is born out of his character. And he tells beautiful stories, doesn't he? Uh, all the time. And there's, there's one story that stands out in this particular context. And it's a story we have referred to in the past. I have no doubt I will refer to it again in the future. But it is the story of the prodigal son. Uh, and it is called the prodigal son So in English. So we just sort of tend to focus on this younger child that behaves so badly and treats his father so badly and, and goes away and wastes all his money and then comes back in a very penitential mood. Um, but the focus, the key focus for the story is not the two sons. It is the action of the father from the very outset when he allows his younger son to treat him so badly because really what the younger son is saying when he says, Father, please give me my inheritance now, what he's saying to the father is, Dad, I wish you were dead. And it's, it is an appalling thing for a child to say to his father, especially a younger child, to say to his father. But father allows it and he allows the boy to go away and to do whatever he wants to do. And you get this sense, when, the, as the story unfolds, you get this sense of father going and looking to see if his younger son was returning. Was he going to come home ever? Um, there's that sense of waiting and anticipation and hopefulness that the boy will return. And of course he does. Uh, and he's got a little speech to make and he understands what he's done and he's really, really sorry. And he's going to say all of this stuff but he doesn't get a chance does he because whilst he's still a long way off says Jesus in the story the father sees him and he runs out to greet him and gathers him up in his arms uh, and it is a, a most beautiful picture of the extravagant love of this father for his wayward child uh, and in fact towards both of his children because the father later in the story goes out to his older son as well, who is really, really upset uh, with how this returning younger wastrel child um, has been received. Um, the father goes out to both of his children. The, the, the extravagant love of the father can be seen in this story. Nothing will stop him from loving both of his children. Nothing will stop him from showing mercy to both of his children, nothing will stop him from having compassion on both of his children, the one that knows he's done wrong and the one that is just a hard-hearted so-and-so now. This is what God is like, says Jesus. This is what God is like all the time. And what God is like has massive impact for what we should be like. Who God is should have massive impact for who we are. Um, in the Old Testament, God chooses Israel to be a light to the Gentiles. 
in other words, Israel was supposed to demonstrate what God was like. So not just what it meant to live in community or communion with one another, what it was like to be uh, a holy or a godly community, uh, living in harmony with God and with one another. They, they were supposed to do that, yes, but they were also, in the way that they dealt with one another and in the way that they dealt with those outside, were supposed to be godly. They were supposed to say, be able to say to those watching on from outside, this is what God is like. Um, <clears throat> they are supposed to demonstrate the character of God. So if God is compassionate and gracious, as he says he is, in his self-revelation in Exodus 34, then the people of God should be compassionate and gracious, always. And Jesus un <coughs> underlines all of this for us in the Sermon on the Mount, which is why we had that reading um, earlier in the service. The big plus for us living on this side of the resurrection is that we have received the gift of the Holy Spirit, enabling and equipping and supporting us in all of this. Uh, we are able to do more because the Holy Spirit is at work in us. And I'm particularly thinking about the fruit of the Spirit, uh, which again, you know, we have looked at in my time in ministry among you. So just, just to renew our uh, understanding, refresh our memory. So the fruits are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are all the fruit of the Spirit, and those are all aspects of character, uh, the character of Jesus that God is working to bring about in us as individuals and as a believing community, as the church uh, in Watering Church Centre, together with our friends <coughs> from St. Friesweiss. God is at work developing all of this stuff in and among us. So when people look at us, when people look at you and me, what do they see? That's the sort of passive way of putting it. Let's, let's turn that around and let's make it active. What are you like? What am I like? Are we compassionate and gracious all the time? to everybody, even those who irritate us, even those who annoy us. Hmm. Is there some work to do? You and me both. Amen. Let us pray. Uh, we thank you, Father, for the opportunity and the responsibility of praying for the world and our churches and our friends. We begin by lifting before you all those that are meeting in Cornwall for the G7 uh, this weekend. We thank you, Father, for the fact that, this, that such a meeting exists and there's an opportunity for uh, leaders of these uh, nations to meet together, to talk to one another, to listen to one another. We pray that all the, all the things that are discussed will lead to a greater understanding amongst nations, will lead to the potential for a continued peaceful coexistence, for the development of strategies to deal with 
issues that are beyond the reach of uh, national governments, issues that need international uh, approaches, global approaches, uh, things like climate change, for example. Thank you, Father. The, the, there is uh, the opportunity for people to speak and to listen. And we pray that this will be a fruitful meeting and uh, for all those involved. And we pray that uh, others may also find their way to the table in due course. We continue to pray for what is known as the Holy Land, for Israel, Palestine, uh, all of the nations that find themselves and all of the groups that find themselves in difficulty because they cannot find a way to live peaceably together. They all make claims which look right to their own supporters and sometimes to others too. But to press hard for what you believe is your place to the exclusion of all others, we now know is, is not a recipe for peaceful coexistence, to demand the removal of others that are not like you uh, does not lead to peaceful, harmonious coexistence. We pray for a different approach amongst the leaders of all the groups, uh, an approach which will recognise the humanity of all those that are involved. We pray for all those that seek to oppose the demonisation of opponents. Pray that their voices will be heard above all others. And we pray that you, Prince of Peace, will be at work. We can't see quite how that might happen, but we believe you can and you will. We thank you, Father, for the progress that has been made in our country in terms of combating COVID-19. Uh, we are concerned about the Delta variant and how quickly that seems to be spreading and what that might mean for our unlocking or otherwise on the 21st of this month. We pray that we might be patient with our leaders uh, and that our, our leaders would be wise. Thank you for all those that are advising. Thank you for the consistency in their approach. We pray that will continue. We know there is a, a great pressure building for the country to open up uh, because of the economic circumstances um, which prevail for so many in our country right now. We know it's important uh, economically. We know it's important for trade. Um, but we do pray, Lord, that we might be patient and that we might understand all that needs to be considered. We pray for our leaders locally, nationally, uh, and ask that they will make wise decisions and that they will explain carefully what they're doing to the rest of us so that we can know and we can live accordingly. We pray for all those who have been recently bereaved. We ask that they might know your comfort, your peace and your strength. We thank you, Father, for those taking part in the uh, online Alpha course on Thursday evenings. Pray that their faith, uh, those that know you already, their faith will grow and develop. 
for those that are exploring, they'll take a step closer to you. Thank you for the Lighthouse Holiday Club, which will happen in early August. Thank you for all those that have signed up to help and assist with that. As the preparation continues, Lord, uh, may there be a sense of anticipation and excitement about what you will do among us when that happens. And for the uh, Boaters Christian Fellowship and the Canal Mission, which begins uh, this weekend, uh, we pray for all those that will take uh, trips on the narrowboat, uh, for those that will come into contact with the Boaters Christian Fellowship, uh, for all those that want to say something about the fact that God loves you, God is interested in you. We pray that many will be drawn towards Jesus because of the events of this week. We pray for our friends, Chris, Ken, Eric, Katrina, Graham, Adrienne and Hugh, Les, Dot, Margaret and Bob, Dennis and Shirley, Richard, Thelma, Naomi, Peter and Sharon, Mary. We pray, Lord, that you will be all that our friends need in these days. We gather our prayers together as we say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We say the canticle together. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honour all people. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, rest upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.